You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the August 11th, 2023 Friday reading of the Arc Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. Today, we will be reading the following main articles, Local Youth Patrol Arkansas River Corridor as Recreation Rangers, written by Jan Wundra, Chafee's First West Nile Virus Case Confirmed, written by Arc Valley Voice staff, BV Trustees Hear Public Comment Concerns Trees, Traffic, Carbonate Street, and the Pocket Wave, written by Carly Winchell. Berger approved as new BV Town Administrator, Fire Chief Bertram announces departure, also by Carly Winchell, and following up with miscellaneous articles. We begin with the first article, Local Youth Patrol Arkansas River Corridor as Recreation Rangers, this posted by Jan Wundra. AHRA beats seasonal staffing challenges by hiring Salida High School students. Three years ago, the Chafee Recreation Rangers program was created to add seasonal staff to help manage growing visitation on public lands. The program is going strong and offering not just a solution to staffing challenges, but solid ranger experience for local high schoolers passionate about the river that defines our valley. The rangers work for local offices of the U.S. Forest Service, Bureau of Land Management, BLM, and Colorado Parks and Wildlife, the overseeing agency of the Arkansas Headwaters Recreation Area, AHRA, a state park spanning 152 miles along the Arkansas River. The rangers each have contact with hundreds of visitors through the summer months, offering helpful information about regulations and outdoor ethics. They clean and contain campsites, install or maintain signs, and ensure safe campfires through patrols. The program started in 2021 with four seasonal staff working on national forest lands under the Salida Ranger District. The next year, staff doubled as new funding allowed the addition of two rangers each with the BLM and the AHRA. Like many local employers in the Arkansas River Valley, land managers are challenged to fill positions because of a lack of housing. To hire four rangers this year, the AHRA turned to the Colorado Mountain College CMC internship program, offering well-paid opportunities for young adults to explore a natural resources career path before going off to college or entering the workforce. It's a unique experience to be a high schooler working as a park ranger with responsibilities, said Abram Jones, who is entering his senior year at Salida High School. He is among three students working in the program this summer. With four positions to fill this year, the AHRA approached the program with the help of CMC to bring in staff who already had housing, said Corinne Service, AHRA operations manager. Then the program was designed to help the young adults explore a potential career path and gain life skills. We train them, 
and we also let them do more than their job duties, service said. They go on ride-alongs with wildlife officers. We get them on the water. We exposed them to the field to help them see if natural resources is a potential career path. Being a ranger also means learning how to strike up a conversation with a stranger, how to take care of work vehicles, how to handle tools, and how to work independently and make decisions. Abrams' older brother, Brant Jones, graduated from Salida High School this spring and is headed to flight school soon. As a passionate angler, boater, and hiker, his eye is on a career in natural resources management, possibly as an Alaskan wildlife trooper. With one more year as a Spartan to complete, Luke Pruitt found the job through a CMC business class. He is still considering a career in finance, but now has added public lands management to his list of future maybes. All three young men said they will return to work as rangers next summer if possible. Rounding out the AHRA Rangers staff is Mike Orrell, a retired church pastor of 35 years who wanted to be a park ranger as a kid. Working alongside high schoolers is a kick, he said. They tell jokes and funny stories, and they work hard. They took on a lot of responsibility and are getting the job done. Indeed. So far this summer, the crew has had contact with more than a 1,000 visitors. Their main duty is to monitor dispersed campsites, informing campers of requirements to use a portable toilet and fire pan and adhere to the 14-day stay limit. And they've all picked up a lot of trash. Not a day has gone by that I have not picked up at least one full bag, Oral said. If this program did not happen... By the end of the summer, the campsites would be trashed, with a lot of the stuff we don't want to see in these areas along the river. The Rangers program was developed under the Chafee County Outdoor Recreation Management Plan and the Chafee Recreation Council to address growth in dispersed camping on all lands in the county and to ensure that high-quality, low-impact opportunities are available into the future. Funding has been provided by the Chafee County Visitors Bureau, Chafee Common Ground, and Chafee County Government. The agencies manage staff and supply vehicles and equipment. That story, Local Youth Patrol Arkansas River Corridor as Recreation Rangers by Jan Wundra. And next up, Chafee's first West Nile virus case confirmed. This posted by Ark Valley Voice staff. Chafee County Public Health, CCPH officials, have confirmed the county's first case of illness caused by West Nile virus, WNV, in 2023 in a Chafee County resident. The location of the infected mosquito is unknown, but likely in the Arkansas River Valley. Counties surrounding Chafee County have also had confirmed cases of West Nile virus. Another suspected case of West Nile virus has been reported to CCPH this week. While this is the first reported case of West Nile virus in a Chafee County resident this year, we knew it was only a matter of time before this happened, as we see new trends and vectors with climate and environmental changes. 
It is important for people to be aware that the mosquitoes here in Chafee County can carry illness, and residents should take precautions to prevent mosquito bites, said Chafee County Public Health Director Andrea Karlstrom. West Nile virus has no vaccine or medications available. According to CCPH, West Nile virus, WNV, is the leading cause of mosquito-borne disease in the continental United States and has been regularly reported in Colorado since 2002. The risk to humans occurs primarily from June through early September when mosquitoes are most active. There are no vaccines to prevent or medications to treat WNV in people. Fortunately, most people infected with WNV do not feel sick. About one in five people who are infected develop a fever and other symptoms, such as headache, body aches, joint pains, vomiting, diarrhea, or rash. Most people with febrile illness, fever due to West Nile virus, recover completely, but fatigue and weakness can last for weeks or months. About 1 in 150 people who are infected develop a severe illness affecting the central nervous system, such as encephalitis, inflammation of the brain, or meningitis, inflammation of the membranes that surround the brain and spinal cord. If you think you or a family member might have West Nile virus disease, talk with your health care provider. Reducing your risk of WNV. You can reduce your risk of WNV by using insect repellents when you go outdoors. Repellents containing DEET, picaridin, IR3535, and some oil of lemon eucalyptus, as well as paramethanediol products provide the best protection. When used as directed, EPA-registered insect repellents are proven safe and effective. Always follow manufacturer instructions and do not use products containing oil of lemon eucalyptus, OLE, or paramethanediol, PMD, on children under 3 years old. Other tips to protect yourself and your children include dress in clothing that covers arms and legs, such as loose-fitting long-sleeved shirts and pants. Cover strollers and baby carriers with mosquito netting. Limit outdoor activities at dusk and dawn. That is when mosquitoes that carry West Nile virus are out. Improve your environment. Take steps to control mosquitoes indoors and outdoors. Use screens on windows and doors. Repair holes in screens to keep mosquitoes outdoors. Use air conditioning if available. Stop mosquitoes from laying eggs in or near water. Once a week, empty and scrub, turn over, cover, or throw out items that hold water, such as tires, buckets, planters, toys, pools, bird baths, flower pots, or trash containers. Check for water-holding containers both indoors and outdoors. That story, Chafee's first West Nile virus case confirmed. And continuing in the news, BV trustees hear public comment concerns trees, traffic, Carbonate Street, and the pocket wave. This posted by Carly Winchell. 
The August 8th meeting of the Buena Vista Board of Trustees encountered a wide range of topics during public comment, including concern over tree removal, worries about dangerous traffic, an update from Congresswoman Brittany Peterson's office, and a thanks from local surfers for work on the pocket wave. Concern for SDCEA plan to remove trees. Buena Vista local Liz Morgan spoke during public comment about the Sangre de Cristo Electric Association's SDCEA plan to clear trees near some of its lines. Morgan urged the board to step in and implement a moratorium on SDCEA's plans to allow time for more consideration of the course of action. Why not bury the lines, asked Morgan, who stated that removing trees as a method of fire mitigation is no longer best practice. Advocating for the protection of the trees, Morgan said that their presence actually keeps things cool and moist and reduces fire risk. Morgan said that a petition would begin circulating on August 9th regarding the SDCEA's plans. Later in the evening, during trustee staff interaction, Mayor Libby Fay detailed an upcoming work session before the next trustee meeting. The 6 p.m. work session on August 22nd will cover SDCEA's plans and include discussion with other groups like the Tree Board, the Buena Vista Tree Coalition, the Beautification Committee, and the Historic Preservation Commission. Though the fire team had yet to be invited, Bertram was still in attendance and said they would be able to attend the work session as well to address concerns. Intense traffic causes concern. Maryfield's employee Sandra Horrocks spoke to the board about a close call she witnessed at the intersection near her work. Horrocks detailed the scene of a young woman walking with a child who was nearly struck by a Buena Vista town dump truck that was turning right at the stoplight off of County Road 306. According to Horrocks, the pedestrians were in front of the truck when it began moving forward. She was unsure if the woman was bumped by the vehicle, but described the child's hat falling as the pair ran back to the safety of the curb. My suggestion to you to alleviate a possible catastrophe would be to maybe retrofit the trucks so that they would have cameras or sensors so they would know if there are pedestrians around them, said Horrocks. That intersection we all know is really dangerous. Horrocks also suggested painting the parking spots more clearly in that area near the intersection or having that turn be a no right on red since visibility is obscured due to vegetation at the park. The board expressed gratitude for sharing the incident and returned to the topic later in the meeting. Public Works Director Sean Williams explained that he had not heard anything from staff of a possible incident but acknowledged that he doesn't hear about everything. It's definitely concerning to me, said Williams. I definitely feel like this is worth a team meeting tomorrow morning. Williams explained that they would look into the issue, beginning with an investigation of the traffic lights to ensure the timing is correct and observe visibility at that corner. The trustees collectively acknowledged the increase in intensity of traffic and brainstormed a few ideas. Trustee Gina Lucrezi mentioned possibly providing bright flags for pedestrians to carry like they have in Salt Lake City. Police Chief Dean Morgan advocated for a pedestrian bridge. 
Some suggestions, such as making the flashing lights at crosswalks red instead of yellow, face challenges due to requirements and standards from the Colorado Department of Transportation. To stay safe as possible, pedestrians should always be sure to press the button at crosswalks and wait until things are clear before stepping into the street. Update on Carbonate Street Phase 1 funding. Justin Kurth, field representative for Congresswoman Brittany Peterson, spoke at the meeting after holding office hours at the library earlier in the day. Kurth emphasized the outreach of Peterson's offices, explaining that staff is always ready to assist citizens with issues involving federal agencies. We go to where people are and listen to what's going on in your neck of the woods and make sure your voice is being heard in Washington, said Kurth. Kurth also mentioned that Carbonate Street Phase 1 has made it to the next step in the House appropriations process and expressed hope that the next steps will be as successful. Though the amount approved, a little over $1 million, differed from the $1.6 million requested, Kurth assured the board that they had not given up and would still work to bring that number higher. Citizens express thanks to town for their work on the Pocket Wave 2.0. Local surfer Heidi Gerberich stepped up to thank the town for their support of the Pocket Wave project. Gerberich and a handful of other local surfers came to the meeting to show their support and appreciation for the project. Gerberich recounted how she has made friends at the existing Staircase Wave, who range in age from 4 years old to 80. She emphasized how exciting it was to see so many people enjoying the river safely. She expressed that there were more people than ever coming from out of town, renting gear at CKS, and learning from the locals. The pocket wave is a really cool way to spread out crowds, said Gerberich. It's a cool way to invite people to observe what we value in this town. We have a lot of different values, and one of those is recreating safely. Earlier in the trustee meeting, the board approved a contract with Lowry Contracting for work on the Pocket Wave project as a part of the consent agenda. Recreation Special Projects Manager Earl Richmond explained that Lowry was the preferred contractor because of similar work in the past. Though the company's bid was originally rejected, they worked with them directly and came to an agreement on the cost. Work on the Pocket Wave is expected to begin August 21st and be completed by October 1st, which is the latest date that the Army Corps of Engineers will allow them to be in the water. Due to increased water flow through November 5th, Recreation is hoping to push that timetable further if possible to allow more time to work on the project. That story, BV trustees hear public comment, concerns, trees, traffic, Carbonate Street, and the Pocket Wave. Next in the news, Berger approved as new BV Town Administrator, Fire Chief Bertram announces departure. This posted by Carly Winchell. The August 8th meeting of the Buena Vista BV Board of Trustees signaled a changing of the guard in more ways than one. The board voted to approve the appointment and employment contract for Poncha Springs Town Administrator Brian Berger as the new Buena Vista Town Administrator. On the same night, Fire Chief Robert Bertram announced his impending departure. Bertram's last day will be August 29th, and Berger's first will be September 18th. 
The employment agreement for Berger, featured on page 136 of the meeting packet, included a few items for the board to consider. The package included $138,000 salary and severance, including four months of insurance premiums for Berger and his dependents in the event the position is terminated. Trustee Devin Rowe moved to approve the resolution, and Trustee Sue Cobb seconded. The board unanimously approved the appointment and employment agreement in a roll call vote. The start date of September 18th allows a 30 day notice for the town of Poncha Springs, in addition to a week off before Berger jumps into his new role in Buena Vista. Thank you. I'm extremely excited to step into the role, said Berger. I'm excited about the future and where we can go. While delivering his staff report to the board, Fire Chief Robert Bertram explained that he had taken a position with Pagosa Spring Fire. The contract was finalized earlier that day. Bertram assured the board that the town would not be left out during the transition. He also said it could take four to six months to hire a new chief. We have a great team at the fire department to jump in in the interim, said Bertram. I've really enjoyed working with all of you guys, but it's time to move on to my next adventure. Several members of the board thanked Bertram for his work and expressed that he would be missed. Rec Report Recreation Special Projects Manager Earl Richmond and Envision Chafee County Program Director Kim Marquis delivered a concise report to update the board on the Chafee County Outdoor Rec Management Plan. According to the packet, the Chafee County Outdoor Recreation Management Plan protects our community's natural resources, maintains exceptional outdoor experiences, and sustains the economic benefits of tourism. Our stunning landscapes contribute significantly to quality of life as access to beautiful and rejuvenating public lands is the main reason many of us choose to call this place home. Richmond reported that they have been able to add 16 staff members, set up 25 seasonal restrooms, install 24 wildlife informational signs, built or improved nine local trails, and removed 25,000 pounds of trash and ash from campsites. Richmond and Marquis have also worked to raise about $7.4 million to support projects into the future. Richmond emphasized that Marquis is a great partner to the town. When asked about where the money came from, Marquis cited Great Outdoors Colorado, GOCO, as one of the largest supporters, alongside Colorado Parks and Wildlife, Chafee Common Ground Fund, the quarter percent sales tax measure, and the Chafee County government, among other sources. Marquis also discussed the Bureau of Land Management's BLM recent camping management position to move away from dispersed camping to designated campsites. According to Marquis, the BLM is looking to designate 150 campsites across its 38,000 acres. Work has already begun designating sites. Designated camping essentially means that campers are required to camp only in established numbered sites. It would remain first come, first serve, with no reservations and a 14 day stay limit. The U.S. Forest Service, which also has dispersed camping, has yet to officially implement their plan, but there could be over a thousand designated sites once they do. 
In the Forest Service's draft plan, they have not committed to 100% designated sites. When asked about possible fees, Marquis stated that dispersed camping remains free and that the BLM doesn't want to do a fee, but may have to if visitors don't keep areas clean. Marquis recognizes the size of the task ahead to designate potentially over a thousand sites, which will require site numbers, signage, and established fire rings. I think, having talked to a lot of different communities around the West, I think ours is the biggest endeavor of its kind in the West to designate this many, said Marquis. Other business, the full consent agenda was passed unanimously. The past resolutions confirm the appointment of Joseph Teipel to the Chafee County Multi-Jurisdictional Housing Authority, affirm persons authorized to sign on town bank accounts, credit card accounts, and investment accounts, approve a professional services agreement with Lowry Contracting for the Pocket Wave Remodel Project, approve a notice of award to A1 Chip Seal Company for the 2023 Street Chip Seal Projects, Approve the public improvement agreement with Thomas and Catalina White for the property known as the White Miners Subdivision. Police Chief Dean Morgan reported that the police department has fully moved into their new building. The new location for BVPD is 28362 County Road 317 in Buena Vista. Town Clerk Paula Barnett announced a new and improved website for the town. The site should be live by 3 p.m. August 9th. Barnett described the new website as much improved with a user-friendly, easier interface. And that's all we have time for. Thank you for joining us for the Arc Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303 786 7777.